Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Big-ass power hour coming up 20 minutes from now. We will hit every single game on the board. Week one, NFL Sunday. I, I love Dodd. Whale capper in the last segment. Yeah. Back in Seattle. Thank God. I I said to you off air, I could be wrong about this. I I feel like that number is closing six or six and a half. I think there's going to be an avalanche. Is that that wishful thinking? I think that's wishful thinking. You do? Why would everyone's just lying in wait on something that we think is obviously wrong? As we get later in the week, I just think it's less likely that's true. I think maybe just people have differing opinions than what we have, which doesn't mean we're wrong. It's just... I can't believe we're not going to get closing line value, and I don't know if it's just going to be magically appear on Sunday. That's just my guess. Yeah, well, screw those people. Right. I hope, still hope we win. All right. So big-ass power I just hour. hope we win. We need to win. We, yes, we, we, we need it. Uh, that, well, well, don't, may, well, don't well, lose Seattle. well. Don't you dare lose. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe we don't need them to win. Because yeah. maybe, just maybe, maybe week two college football will go the same oh, way man. week one did. Yeah. And I'm not, not trying to put pressure on you. But like, you know, week one was not nine and four on the 13 bets given out in mm. last week. Oh, is that what it was? So, Santa, you've got, uh, you got a lot to live up to here. But the good news for everyone, because uh, you know, I talked to Ken off there. Ken, Ken's feeling good about the card here. And if Ken feels good, I feel good. And if Ken feels bad, I feel good. So let's find out what Ken's got cooking here. Santa's ready to slide down the chimney. Steal the presents. I don't know why you've become like yeah. a cat burglar all of a sudden. I'm eat a, them, a eat terrible them, person. Eat, I'm a criminal. Eat yeah. the milk and cookies yeah. uh, on this day five of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Martinez steps up. Throws. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. It's Lockmas time on You Better You Bet. Vegas fiddling. A lot different than when we get back home. It's a Vegas fiddling. Take that in whatever direction you want. It could mean a lot of different things. Hey! Getting saucy on a Friday. All right, Santa. Day five of Loch Ness. Yeah. 
And uh, I actually think it's time for us. We're on land right now. Are we about? Are we about to? We about the board somewhere? Well, what do you got for us here? Oh, gotta, the locomotive. Yeah, di direct us here. Oh yeah, I gotta get the hat out of my bag. No, you, know, you, like you, 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 don't, you don't need the hat. I don't fine. need the hat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is this is now a conductor hat. We're on the the lock up the lock, the lock express, aka the locomotive. The locomotive. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll we'll get to the picks in a second. So nine and four. We're gonna very big on transparency now in this segment for some reason. Uh, nine and four wins. Well, because you won. Yeah. Wait, wait till next week. <laughs> <laughs> wins. UCF. Stanford. Bowling Green. Loss. Texas State win, over win, Kentucky win, Virginia Tech win, Sam Houston win, USC win, A&M win, South Alabama, yikes, SMU over, also yikes, Northwestern, biggest yikes, uh, that's nine and four, just 15 bets this week, just 15, <laughs> I didn't even do totals, and we got to 15, and it's like a lot, I've never, we laid a lot of big favorites last week, like, uh, you know, pay games, teams that have no chance going to like the powerhouse schools in college football, that's not what this week is about. There's much way fewer of those games. There's much more like power of conference, power conference, weird kind of test games, smaller point spreads, a lot of underdogs on the card this week. Colin gave you a bunch of dogs. Ryan, I think, likes a few of them as well. We didn't get to them. You can listen to them tomorrow with his show. Uh, so a lot of underdogs. So, Jake, uh, without further ado, we had really good luck with this music last week. Uh, take it away. This is the it's time for the locomotive to, to, to go ahead. Leave the station. I was looking for it. I was thinking. I like pull down on the Fifteen bets. Uh, so we're gonna have to actually go pretty fast. First one, uh, Vanderbilt. They're getting a lot of points. Wake Forest has played one game since Sam Hartman transferred out. They played one game. They played against Elon. They won, and I don't care at all. Uh, they also couldn't run the ball in that game at all, which is really weird. I have no idea what the difference between Wake Forest and Vanderbilt is, but I doubt it's a lot. I'm actually pretty sure with Wake Forest this year, it's not a lot. And I like Vanderbilt's win total under. There's also a ton of room for them to lose this, and I could still win the under, and they lose the game. Ten. Uh, we'll take Vandy plus the points. I actually don't love the money line in this game, but I guess it's volatile enough. It might be worth something. I also like a lot of dog money lines, uh, and we'll figure that out really soon. Vandy plus 10, that's bet number one. I disagree with Ryan. I like NC State now that it's seven and a half. Seven, I would be much less interested. Uh, I do think that this point spread is somewhat driven by the fact that in the two games Notre Dame showed you so far, they looked really good. In the one game NC State showed you that mattered, they couldn't cover against UConn. And I think that's what's getting you over a touchdown here as maybe a little bit less than a touchdown. I do think that's line value. I do think NC State's very live in the game. Like them seven and a half, that's bet number two. The Baylor game is very weird. So here's I like Baylor no matter what. And what no matter what means is like if Cam Rising plays for Utah and we're all wrong and he actually plays, this number is going to skyrocket even more than it already has. And then I, in that case, I would want to wait and then bet Baylor because I don't know how Cam Rising is going to look in his first game back. But I have no idea if he's going to play. I'm going to kind of assume it's the same as last week. So he suits up, you get a small tick up in the line, and then he doesn't end up playing. I'll just say more than a touchdown, even with a backup quarterback, I don't think Sawyer Robertson's actually that bad. And Utah, for all the good stuff they did against Florida, this is kind of their bugaboo away from home, traveling, especially if it's the third-string quarterback again. This is how they lost the Florida game last year. It drove them crazy, couldn't tackle anybody. I actually think Baylor's going to win the game. But if Cam Rising plays, you'll get a better number. More than a touchdown, let's just say that. It's called 7.5 right now. Uh, I like Baylor in the game. Another home dog I like. 
Uh, this is going to be the Jaden Rashada coming out party, hopefully. Made some pretty good plays and against an FCS opponent in week one. This is a really funny game because Oak State and Arizona State both played FCS teams. They both played very poorly. Arizona State needed like a weather delay and some kind of weird stuff to win. Oak State played Central Arkansas and was up 13-7 in the fourth quarter playing three different quarterbacks. Sorry, like if they're both bad against FCS teams and Oak State still doesn't know who their starting quarterback is really, maybe it's Alan Bowman, maybe it's not. They can't be three on the road. Like they just can't. And I like Oak State to go over their win total this year, but like, no. Uh, I think both teams are actually miserable. I think Jaden Rashad is the best player on the field by far. Arizona State plus three, I think they win. Uh, this is a little, this is a double cross. I think a lot of people like Washington State. They're playing Wisconsin. This is a rematch of a game last year, a very surprising upset, huge point spread where Washington State went to Madison and won the game by a field goal. This is like the home and home of that series. So obviously that game was like kind of a fluky result. Wisconsin, I think, outgained them by about 200 yards in that game, but still lost by a field goal. Uh, that point spread was really big, and this one's really, really small. And I actually think Wisconsin might be really good, even if they didn't show you a lot against Buffalo. Still ran the ball really well. Uh, I think this number is actually way short. I think Wisconsin's kind of going to roll. I know a lot of people don't think that. It's a weird place to play. Pullman, like long travel. I think the number's way short for kind of how the teams match up historically. I will play Wisconsin as a favorite. SMU is playing Oklahoma. Oklahoma won by about a billion last week. Uh, SMU has kind of like sneakily been a really good program for a couple of years, longer than that. But like last year, they played Maryland and TCU in non-conference, lost by like one possession to both of them. So they've kind of shown like an ability to hang on the road. Now their quarterback transferred out, Tanner Mordecai. But I, I actually think they're a little better than this number. 15 and a half against Oklahoma. That's another bet. I don't really think they're live to win. Whatever, but crazy things can happen. But SMU 15 and a half, definitely a bet. Uh, astonished with the number of people who like rice this week. Everybody's all about rice. Uh, they're playing My Houston. My favorite food. So it's funny because Colin came on and he talked about like Texas rice, almost from like a Texas angle. Like how could they not block rice? Rice was in the backfield all the time. Their defense played really well. What if rice is good? Like, have we thought about that angle yet? Maybe like Texas didn't stumble. Maybe like they played a pretty good team. Uh, I think rice is going to beat Houston. They're plus nine and a half. That's another bet. That's another home dog that I like. Uh, we've talked about Oregon, Texas Tech with a bunch of guests. I like Texas Tech in the game. Six is the last number that I would bet. And now it's basically six across the board. This was six and a half for a while. That's my last bet on Texas Tech uh, plus six. It is available. So we'll give it out right now. Uh, another dog that I like that's going on the road. One of my theories about this season is that Mississippi State's going to be worse than the last couple of years and not for a fun reason. Uh, obviously, new coach, but like, I don't think the team is going to be as good. And so this is a betting show and we're going to bet against Mississippi State and Arizona's plus nine and a half. They lost by a ton in the first meeting. Teams are a lot different now, I think. Arizona plus nine and a half. I think they're kind of live. Uh, Liberty was a loss for us last week. We bet Bowling Green, uh, open ten and a half, closed nine and a half. Uh, all it took was Bowling Green throwing five interceptions and us barely not covering by like a point. So I think Liberty stinks. And I think last week kind of proved it. And I think I was right. And now everyone's on Liberty and they're double digits again against a kind of bad New Mexico State team. Uh, we're going to go against Liberty again. And maybe New Mexico State won't throw five interceptions. That'd be pretty good. Uh, New Mexico State plus 10. I think there's a couple 10 and a half left, whatever. Uh, we'll call it 10 for the purposes of tracking. One last uh, two favorites we're going to bet, actually. And I'll just go really quickly here. Georgia State's less than a touchdown about UAB, against UAB. We'll lay Georgia State six and a half. Uh, North Texas is playing FIU. FIU just beat Maine, Maine, 14 to 12. I think they're one of the worst teams in all of college football. And I think this number needs to be way bigger than it is. North Texas uh, is, and they're getting bet on, which I really don't understand. North Texas, 11 and a half in that game. Uh, and then a bunch of dogs to close. We'll take Old Dominion six against uh, Louisiana. And then uh, Temple against Rutgers. We bet Northwestern 
obviously last week against Rutgers. I think that game ended up being a lot more about Northwestern. If you want to bet Northwestern this week, by the way, I guess I just, that's like one of the worst football games I've ever seen a team play. I think that was a lot more about Northwestern than it was like Rutgers is this program turning into something. Temple's getting bet on. And I kind of agree with it. Eight and a half is still there more than a touchdown like Temple against Rutgers. And then the last bet is going to be one that absolutely nobody wants. UCF won it. We bet them Thursday last week against Kent state won by about 700 points. They covered 35. Uh, and Boise State played Washington, and the final score looks absolutely terrible. Washington had a million yards. Michael Penix had a million touchdowns. Uh, Washington looked really, really good. Maybe Washington's just awesome. And I don't know if there's, like, a lot about that game that we're going to take into UCF, like, completely different styles. Obviously, both teams can score a lot of points. But, like, Boise had more than 400 yards. They lost turnovers by two. Maybe they just kind of had a bad game, and Washington's awesome. And you get them as, like, more than a field goal dog at home against UCF three or more i really like boise in the game i think they win uh and that's it i actually went through 15 way faster than i thought and i should have taken a break i forgot to take a break that's okay we're gonna take one now yeah. and i'm gonna ask you your thoughts on bama texas and colorado nebraska you yeah. better you better hear with nick and ken here phenomenal football friday Lockmas. ken has already given you his entire card for week two in college football let's get your thoughts on two huge games ken and then and then we'll have you at the end we'll have you go through the whole card and give it out sure. one more time here uh why don't we start with colorado and nebraska um, obviously a game we've talked a lot about this week. And actually, where I'm looking right now, this is back under three here. And it's uh, like 2.75. So it looks like Nebraska's been getting that here, Ken. So we can call the 2.75 in between two and a half and three. Um, total of the game is 58, Colorado and Nebraska. We know people want to bet this game. If you had to bet it, what would you do? Uh, under three, I'd probably bet Colorado. Uh, I did what I think a couple people we bet on the show did. Colorado opened either like pick or a very, very small favorite. And I bet it because I thought it would move in my favor. It was not even an opinion on the game necessarily. Just thought it would move in my favor. And it did. Uh, I got out to three and a half. And I think you saw some buyback at that point and some resistance on Nebraska. I think of all the people we've had on the show, the one whose opinion I agree with the most on this game specifically is Colin, who we had on an hour ago, who was like, instead of just like, you have to be contrarian here, like Nebraska's the vet of the century because you have to be contrarian. The line's gone too far. Like, what if Colorado's just the weirdest team we've ever seen? And they're just really tough to rate. Like, what if it's just that? If that's true, Nebraska does not have to be the right side. Colorado could actually be way better than this number, just as much as that we could be overrating them right now. I don't think we have, like, any baseline for the team whatsoever. And it was, like, obviously an astronomical amount of points against TCU. I think we kind of know that it's, like, the rating isn't that, at least if the quarterback's going to play like that. But the idea that, like, this has to be wrong, I think this is just a really, 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 really tough team to rate. You basically have, you have, like, Jackson State games and one game with Colorado to figure out what the rating is supposed to be. I don't know how you do it and feel great about it. So, like, I, I get it. Like, people really want to be contrarian. It's, like, the fun content thing to do in all situations. Not for me in this game. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Colorado won again. And, like, just because everyone's on something, just understand, like, I don't think anybody knows what Colorado is. And if people think like they definitely know, I don't know how they literally played one game against TCU. So uh, under three, like had to bet the game. I actually think I would lay Colorado. Uh, I have basically nothing on the game. I'm, I'm probably going to end up either middling or like holding a small Colorado ticket. And the actual game of the day in college football with apologies to Colorado and Nebraska, Bama hosting Texas uh, tied about a touchdown favorite at home. Although that look, looks like it could go up to seven and a half. Now, what do you have for us here? I know uh, you're a Narita of Alabama, right? Yeah, I bet Bama. And uh, Sam Alabama, too. Sam Alabama. Colin Alabama. And said it was not a small bet for him. Yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, I don't have a bet on the game. Uh, if I had to bet the game, seven, I would literally just never bet. I would just not bet the game. At seven and a half, I, 
I would consider like a small bet on Texas. Uh, I look, I bet Jalen Milrow to win the Heisman. I want Alabama to win the game and I want him to look great. That's different than like a projected point spread. That's more than a touchdown and trying to figure out like what the average number should be and stuff like that. So I'll probably just hold the Milrow ticket and hope he plays well more than a touchdown, maybe start, start building interest in Texas. I mean, I probably wouldn't bet them until they got to like 10, but seven, like absolutely no interest in the game. So hope Milrow plays well. That's like kind of how I'm choosing to approach it. I hope his price crashes as a result. All right, quickly. Can you just run through the bets coming up for we two college football Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. I won't get point spreads because we gave them already. Uh, Almost all of them are dogs and a lot of them are at home. Uh, Vandy, NC State, Baylor, Arizona State, Wisconsin, not a dog, SMU, Rice, Texas Tech, Arizona, New Mexico State, uh, Georgia State, that's a favorite, North Texas, that's another favorite, Old Dominion, Boise, Temple, and uh, and that's it. If we want to round robin some money lines there, I think a lot of people like to really degen out and do that. I will probably, we're going to be here in Vegas on a college football Saturday. Do you think I'm not going to be doing that? Uh, we're going to put together a lot of that stuff too. Hopefully a crazy day tomorrow was not a particularly crazy, uh, crazy week one. Uh, maybe, will you tweet out? Will you tweet out around Robin Parlay tomorrow? I mean, look at the dogs that I gave out. Pick three. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. There you go. And that is Lochmas for week number two in college football. Coming up next, we turn our attention from college to the pros. Week one, big ass power hour. Next. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.